What's up, everybody? Welcome to Words of Wisdom Podcast, where we're wild with wisdom from all walks of life. I'm Jennifer Brienne, and I serve as your podcast host to bring words, voice, language, and freedom to your world. It's Wednesday, so let's wise up and talk about communication and instruction and their many facets in our lives. What's up, everybody? I hope you're having an amazing, awesome, beautiful, fantastic day. This is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I am so grateful for today. In this particular podcast, you might hear a few birds chirping. I did decide to record outside, and so um, just enjoy the beauty of a wonderful day and the the beauty of life and the birds chirping and doing what they were created to do with me. Um, nonetheless, as they do what they are created to do, I'm going to do what I was created to do, which is help you live your best life um, and sharing words of wisdom on Wednesday. So um, this week I made a status. Um, I made a status, a tweet. um, (laughs) I wrote on social media. Okay. And what I did was I shared, um, I shared my response to some phenomenon that was going on in my world. What I did was, is I wrote a post about my jogs. So I've committed um, to doing a mile, a minimum of a mile a day. I told my husband, I was like, okay, I will do a mile a day. If I got to walk it, if I got to crawl it, if I have to scoot down to make a mile, I will do a mile a day. Now we're up to about two and a half, um, almost four miles a day. Um, But We've been doing this for three and a half weeks, um, taking a day off each week. So we're really uh, seeing some progress. But because of the current situation of our world, we can't go to the gym and we can't go to particular parks to run. So we have to find unique ways to jog out this mile. And one of the things that I've been having to do is run around the neighborhood. So in running around the neighborhood, I found um, (laughs) that this is a dog heavy neighborhood. I mean, there are dogs everywhere and all types of dogs there are um german shepherds rockwallers pit bulls chihuahuas shih tzus poodles labrador retrievers great danes i mean if you can name it i'm pretty sure it's in this neighborhood somewhere because there's dogs almost at every single house right and the reason why i'm telling you about the dogs is because i've gotten a lot of time with the dogs and watching them and them scaring me a little bit catching me off guard coming out of nowhere um because the dogs in this neighborhood have front yards they have fenced in front yards to where you can sometimes see them and sometimes you can't because it's like a privacy fence and so as i'm jogging throughout the neighborhood on various routes dogs will just come running at me out of nowhere and I have to remember that they're fenced in okay and so one of the things that I've learned in my time of jogging neighborhoods or this particular neighborhood is my interactions with dogs have drastically changed and I've learned that dogs they don't smell fear Uh, I was raised to believe that dogs smell fear but that's actually an inaccurate statement dogs are going to do what dogs do and that's bark Dogs are going to try to uh, strike fear and impose fear because they are trying to see if you will give them a fear response. So what is a fear response? A fear response is anything that that particular dog deems is having an advantage over you by their bark. So they're going to keep barking. They're going to keep giving you your best fight. They're going to charge at you, maybe jump on the fence, uh, run back and forth or any of these behaviors to try to either get you to run away or to succumb to their antics of striking fear as the protectors of their homes. 
And so because I've learned in this time of watching dogs that dogs are trying to detect advantage, I recognize that fear has the same type of protocol and response. And this is what I mean. If there is something that's coming against you in life, it's going to try to make itself appear bigger, appear stronger, appear more powerful, appear more strong than you are. It's going to try to overpower you and it is going to try to detect advantage. It's going to see if its antics, its behaviors, it's protocol of trying to move you to a place of fear is effective and the reason why it wants to determine if it's effective because they're going to come stronger it gives fear more confidence it's almost a faith in the fear it's more it's more strong it's more powerful it's more excited if you ever notice a dog getting ready to attack um i mean their adrenaline raises up their the hair stands right on end they start you know stiffening up and then they may even start foaming at the mouth because you have proven that their tactics or their strength and their might is inferior to yours and so now they believe that they have the upper hand they believe that they are in control and they're about to take you out now let me tell you there have been some dogs in this neighborhood that have tried to take me out okay i mean they have tried to come over the fence on me they've tried to break their leashes and or chains trying to come out at me um so many different things but what we need to learn from this is how fear operates because if we can learn that we're operating out of fear and if we can learn that we are not um ruled by fear and we can assess fear for what it is we will see a very different um approach from the thing that's trying to make us fearful and right now um as we're in the middle of a global pandemic it's no greater time than to assess how we deal with fear right and i think that's what i want this whole podcast to be about how do we actually deal with fear how do we respond what is our response when something tries to make us fear or make us fearful um one of the things that i've learned about the dogs is is some of the dogs don't believe in the the size of their bite and some of them don't believe in the sound of their bark and this is what i mean some of the some of the dogs (laughs) they're gonna give you their deepest loudest bark and they expect that to just work because they're gonna look at you and see if you believe in the bark that they're putting out and if you look at them with a straight face i mean eye to eye dog to man and you don't you're not moved by their bark they're gonna stop barking some of them don't believe in the size of their bite meaning that they're gonna try to yap 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 and bark and bark and bark as much as possible to hide the fact that they know they have a smaller bite those smaller dogs they are yappy and they they seem and appear to be the most aggressive and the most anxious and ready to snap at you um because they know that they're the power of their bite is not as strong as their big brother great dane dog that's in the same yard as them So it's all up to, do you believe in the size of their bite? Do you believe in the sound of their bark? Because if you don't believe in the sound of their bark or in the size of of their bite or in the power of their bite, then you're not afraid of them. And we have to look at life that way. Like, do you believe that this thing can take you out, this global pandemic? Do you believe in in its power to... to negatively affect your life in some way do do you subscribe to the ideology that you can't live the life that you want to live because of some few government sanctions and orders how much has your life responded in fear to the transitions that we're now living in and how much is your life going to change because you assessed it to be a fearful thing and therefore aligned all of yourself, your life and spoken over your future in a fearful way because of what we're experiencing?
We have to take time to assess how we are dealing with fear and how we are approaching fear because fear will detect the advantage. And and the more that that dog sees that I'm afraid or that I'm scared or that I'm running, the more they're going to run after me. The harder they're going to run after me, the more they're going to try to pursue me. Even when a dog is being playful, if you run, pretty much they're going to run behind you because that's what they do. And fear is the same way. The more you respond, the more you engage, the more you interact, the more you play the game of fear with fear, the more fear is going to try to succumb you. And just like when you're play fighting with a dog, at some point they can snap and become serious and try to attack. It's the same way that fear lulls you to sleep. Fear makes you think that you're doing the cautious thing, that you're doing the right thing, that you know, it, it, and, it, and before you know it, it has you suffocating in this box of isolation by yourself. Now, that's not to say that right now we should not be acting as a global community and doing our parts to practice social distancing distancing, and um, wearing our mask in public and wiping our groceries and doing the things that have been recommended by medical professionals. But what it does mean is that your mind should not be completely changed about your goal. I mentioned this in a podcast before. And I'm going to say it again based on some of the responses that I've been given. We should not lose sight of the goal. We may have to change the methods to the vision, but we shouldn't lose sight of the goal. There's no way that we should have to just completely throw our vision, our dreams, our hopes, our futures. We shouldn't have to put them just completely away. We just have to do the work that we can do in our sedentary places for this temporary time. You should not ever make temporary permanent decisions in a temporary place. And we have to treat this place as temporary. Temporary is also relevant. You know, to me, what's temporary may not be temporary to you. A year and a half temporary, you know, it it may be a longer temporary than someone who's temporary for, you know, three months. But again, whatever the case, we need to find a place of contentment and a place of workability and a a place of productivity so that we can do what it is that we need to do for this time being. Now, one of the things that I want us also to take um, note of when it comes to how we handle fear is we also need to take note of not only how we handle fear, but how do we talk about it? Like, how do we talk about the thin lines between taking these precautions and moving into a place of fear? And I think that out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. So you can you can know if you're operating in fear or if you've allowed this thing to take an advantage over you or take advantage in you or in your life or in your children's life by how you speak on it. If all you want to talk about are the deaths, if all you want to talk about are, you know, the negative downsides of the impact that this has had, you might be in a place of fear. If all you want to talk about is, you know, well, I'm a vulnerable population because of these particular criteria that I struggle with or these conditions or whatever else, you may be in a place of fear. I, I guarantee you probably are dealing with more fear because the recovery rate recovery rate for this thing is actually higher, but it doesn't get as much attention because it doesn't um it doesn't generate like an exciting news feed right so again we have to think about what is our conversation about what are our main conversations about and what do we want our conversations to continue to be about it's very important that we take time to assess that um because you may be talking fear you may be fooling yourself into thinking that you're just being um what is the word prudent and cautious 
But in fact, you may not be. In fact, you might actually be fearful and afraid and that needs to be addressed. So one of the things that I think that we um, can also use to assess this level of fearfulness, of afraid uh, response is how we're talking to our children about this. Because a lot of the children that are out of school right now, they don't totally understand the magnitude of how this has happened and impacted all of us globally. So how do we train and teach others, right? Are we teaching them from a place of fear? Are we teaching them to respond in fear, to be afraid of other people right now? Because they may cough, they may sneeze. Are we teaching them that they need to... um, or just be mindful and be cautious and to wash your hands and to practice social distancing and that's their safety. So how are we going about this? And I think that will afford us uh, the answers that we want concerning fear. Now, I was just talking about a global pandemic because obviously that's on everybody's mind right now. But what are some other ways that you handle fear? What are some other ways that you handle when life tries to throw you a curveball or blindsides you on the field of life? Like, how do you handle that? So for the rest of this podcast, I want to talk about some different ways that we can handle that. I want to talk about some different ways that you can maneuver through handling fear, especially in what seem to be very fearful times. Um, The thing about fear, just like I experienced with the dog, is that at any given moment, in any given situation in life, um, fear can try to rear its ugly head. But the only opposition to fear um, that I've known to be effective and efficient every single time is faith. I have to first recognize the agenda of fear, right? So using the example of me jogging through the neighborhood, the agenda of fear for the dogs, they want me to be fearful because they are territorial and they don't want me, and I'm laughing because I actually see one of the dogs coming out as I'm talking about them, but they don't want me jogging through their neighborhood. They want to feel like they are protectors and defenders of the land and that they are going to do everything they can to protect the ones that they love. And I am a threat to that. Therefore, they want their barking to deter my route. So once I see the agenda of fear i can have faith and i can move what is faith faith is the substance of things hoped for and it's the evidence of things not seen so let's say that i've made it to um a yard that has a dog that's one of these righteous defenders of their owners because i'm such a horrible threat as i'm jogging through the neighborhood right and um let's say that you know this dog is running with me barking at me charging at me even before I make it to the fence that's protecting this particular yard I have a decision to make I can decide that I'm afraid of this dog and I'm just gonna turn around and go the other way so I don't have to run past this dog I can decide that you know this dog is in a fence so I have no reason to be afraid and I can run on past the dog I can decide that okay well Not that this dog is necessarily an offense, but um, this dog is a really huge dog. And even though they're in a fence, they might be able to make it over the fence. So I have a couple options here. And faith says, well, the agenda is to deter my route. So the faith could be, well, I don't want to deter my route. So I'm going to continue forward and I'm going to run past this I'm going to run past this fence. I'm going to do it afraid. I might do it shaking. Um, I might have to ignore them. I may not have to look at them, but I'm going to continue on my route. That's what faith would say. Faith might say, you know what? I'm going to leave that dog alone and I am going to change my route, but not because I'm afraid, but because I don't want conflict. Well, I mean, what, what's that? What are we going to say if there's another dog on the other fence, right? So there's all these different scenarios of how we can handle the dogs in our life and I think depending on the type of 
fear or dog you're facing determines how you want to best handle that. Um, But faith should always be the response. Realizing the agenda of of the fear that's coming your way, realizing the tactics. So the, the agenda of the dog is to protect the home and to make me deter my running route. Um, the determinants of the fear, you know, well, the dog is big or the dog is on a leash, but it's not in the backyard or the dog is, um, you know, running crazy. There's not, there's more than one dog. There's six dogs instead of just one dog or the dog is really big or, um, the dog is not in a fence. The dog is on a leash, but that leash does not look stable. And if that dog wanted to, that dog could snap that leash or the owner that has the dog. So there's all these other determinants. So you consider all of those and you decide how you want faith to look. You decide how you want that outcome to be. And then you do that, whatever that is. Um, I want you guys to take some time and think about what fear looks like for you, Um, what it looks like for you, what you want it to be and how you want it to be enacted in your life. And I think that that will uh, best determine how you approach fear with faith, Um, because all of our situations are unique and all of our situations um, require um, something different from us. Right. They require that we do something that we've never done before. And I think that's the beautiful thing about faith in that it requires you to do and or be somebody or something that you've never done before and that's the beauty of it I think that um the beauty of faith is that it's something we've never seen before remember my definition the faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen so it's something that we haven't seen before maybe it is something that we have seen before but maybe it's something that we have not personally done before uh maybe it's something that we've seen others do um but we've never seen ourselves do for instance, I've never seen myself running so strongly past another dog uh, so so boldly um, because of the neighborhood that I live in back home. We don't have as many dogs that are uh, outside. So that's a very new thing for me. Um, as it may be for you, however, you have to decide how you're going to approach What's your faith response, right? And then also we have to determine that we don't want to allow fear to have the advantage. So which of these angles are you going to choose in order to demonstrate that faith uh, has you and not fear? That's very, very important. And that matters a whole lot. So um, as we continue throughout this journey of not only navigating, quarantining, social distancing, um, going into public public spaces with masks or people who choose not to wear a mask or maybe they don't have one or whatever the case is how are we going to navigate this time and what does this time look like for us right how are we going to have faith in the midst of all of the fear around us of all of the things that are trying to take advantage and have an advantage and persuade us against the vision that we set out for at the beginning of this year i said it before and i'll say it again um one of the beautiful things about this year is that you will figure out how true to your vision you are even if you haven't changed your vision or modified your vision based on the time that we're in um how flexible are you to the method How flexible are you to changing the path of getting to the same goal? 
of continuing on the path that you set out on, regardless of what's going on in the world, regardless of what's going on in your world, regardless of what new limitations or factors that you have, remember our faith response. And the reason why I'm not going into a lot of detail about the faith response is because you have to decide what faith response looks like for you. But once you identify the fear agenda, and once you identify the fearful response, you know almost automatically that the opposite thing is typically the faith response typically not always but typically it's the faith response and so i want you guys to move into that i want you guys to be walking strong and bold and happy and um fearless during this time faith filled and fearless during this time and so don't let the dogs of life right now have or take an advantage don't let them even detect an advantage show no responses of fear show no quivering in your knees um no slights about life no lackadaisicalness no procrastination nothing that could aid fear or a fear response okay um so i love you guys if you know somebody who's struggling with fear during this time please share this with them because hopefully it will give them um a um inspiring (laughs) uh natural example of how to navigate seeing fear for what it is and then moving on beyond that okay so until next time i love you all peace love and hair grease